It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Hello, Canada and hockey fans in the United States and Newfoundland. It's behind the Maple Leaf Nets. It's right crowding them. Back to Paul at the blue line. He fakes a shot. Rolls one in front. And Kennedy intercepted and shoots it away. Greetings and welcome to another episode of Pucks and Cups. If you like, you can support the podcast for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash CanadaEHX. You can also donate to the podcast by going to CanadaEHX.com and clicking donate. I do this podcast as well as From John to Justin and Canadian History X, and it's a lot of work. I do the writing, the research, editing, everything. So every dollar you give, I'll keep it all going. And I truly do appreciate it, and I'll thank you on the air and throughout my social media. If you like, you can visit my website, CanadaEHX.com, and you'll find over 600 articles all about Canadian history, as well as all of my transcripts from every single episode of all my podcasts. You can email me at Craig at CanadaEHX.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram and TikTok at Bairdo37. You can also find weekly videos on my YouTube channel. Just go to YouTube.com slash C slash CanadianHistoryX. Aside from the Stanley Cup, it could be argued no trophy in Canada, in hockey, is as important as the Allen Cup. In fact, it's almost as old as the Stanley Cup, and it predates the NHL as well. In today's episode, I'm going to be looking at the early years of the Allen Cup, and while it's been around since 1909, I'll only be looking at the first three decades of the Cup, since I try and focus on the early history of hockey in this podcast. Back in 1908, hockey was going through a transformative time in the country, with a rift growing between players who want to play professionally and those who want to remain with their amateur status. It was in that year that the top amateur teams left the Eastern Canada Amateur Hockey Association, which allowed professional players, and they formed the Interprovincial Amateur Hockey Union, which only allowed amateur players. The Stanley Cup had originally been presented as an amateur trophy with proceeds from the games going to competing teams. This would lead to abuses of the principles of amateurism as clubs would bring in star players from around the country, no matter the cost, in order to win the Stanley Cup, paying for those players with the money made from the games. Since the Stanley Cup was essentially being awarded now to the professional hockey champion in Canada, there needed to be something for the amateur players. This is where Sir H. Montague Allen comes into the story in 1909. Allen had been born in Montreal, the second son of Sir Hugh Allen, one of the richest men in Canada, and the owner of the shipping business, the Allen Line. He was also the man behind the Pacific Scandal that brought down the Conservative government in 1873. I did an episode on that in my podcast, Coast to Coast, and you can find it on all podcast platforms. Throughout his life, he would grow his fortune through various businesses and industries from coal and rubber to hospitality and paper. Allen was also an avid sportsman and was a member of several sporting clubs. And to give the amateur club something to fight for, he would donate the new trophy which worked like the Stanley Cup. 
He would write a letter to Blair Russell, the president of the Interprovincial Hockey Union, stating he wanted to donate a trophy. His letter says in part, quote, With a view to stimulating the interest in amateur hockey throughout Canada, I've decided to offer a cup to be competed for by amateur clubs. This cup, I hope, will eventually become, to the amateurs, what the Stanley Cup now represents to the professionals, with the undesirable features eliminated. End quote. Trustees were named to administer the trophy, and it was to be passed from champion to champion by league championships or challenges. The trophy was then presented to the Victoria Hockey Club of Montreal, who were members of the Interprovincial Amateur Hockey Union, to be presented to the champions of the league's first season. The league only had four teams with two based in Montreal, one in Ottawa, and one in Toronto. The first winner of the trophy would be the Ottawa Cliffsides Hockey Club, who had the best record in the league for the season. After the season was over, the first ever challenge for the Allen Cup would be held with the Queen's University Hockey Club of Kingston, defeating the Cliffsides to take the trophy only one week after Ottawa had first won it. The Montreal Gazette would report, quote, Defeating the Ottawa Cliffsides in one of the hardest-fought matches played in Ottawa for years, the Queen's University hockey team of Kingston tonight carried off the amateur championship and the cup donated by Sir Montague Allen of Montreal as an emblem of the same. End quote. In 1910, there were four challenges for the Allen Cup, with the Queen's Golden Gales winning twice and the Toronto St. Michael's Majors winning twice. In 1911, the first team west of Ontario won the trophy, when the Winnipeg Victorias won against the Toronto St. Michael's Majors. Around this time, challenges were being pursued for the Cup on nearly a weekly basis, it seemed. Only one week after Winnipeg won it, Kenora was looking to capture the Cup, and interestingly, Winnipeg won the Allen Cup on February 14, 1911 because the Toronto St. Michaels refused to play on certain days. One of the trustees for the Cup would send the following message, stating, quote, Trustees at a meeting held today formally awarded the Allen Cup to the Victoria Hockey Club of Winnipeg, owing to the persistent refusal of St. Michaels to defend it on the days allotted by the trustees, end quote. For the next three years, the Allen Cup was only won by a Winnipeg team. The Winnipeg Victorias held the trophy from 1911 to 1912 through five challenges, while the Winnipeg Hockey Club held it in 1913 through three challenges, and the Winnipeg Monarchs held it for half of 1914 in two challenges. That year, the Regina Victorias would become the first Allen Cup champions from Saskatchewan, winning it in two challenges. One team that competed for the Allen Cup in 1911 were former Stanley Cup champions, the Kenora Thistles. At the time, most of the players from that legendary team were gone, but a new crop of players were now hungry to win and they set their sights on the Allen Cup. Unfortunately, they lost to Winnipeg, who won their second challenge for the Allen Cup in that game. In that challenge, Winnipeg beat Kenora 12-5 in the first game, but lost in the second game 5-4, but kept the trophy on the basis of goals scored. Interestingly, the Winnipeg Victorias are the only team to win both the Stanley Cup and the Allen Cup. The Victorias won it in 1896 twice. They then held the Stanley Cup again in 1901 and 1902. Kenora would again play for the Allen Cup in 1914, losing this time to the Winnipeg Monarchs. So ended their quest to become the second team to win both the Stanley Cup and the Allen Cup. The Ottawa Senators did win the Allen Cup in 1948 and 1949, but this was not a continuation of the original Senators that dominated the hockey world for the first three decades of the 20th century. With such a large country and so many clubs that could compete for the trophy, the decision was made to form the Canadian Amateur Hockey Association in 1914 to administer the competition of the Allen Cup. 
One of the first decisions of this new organization was to replace the challenge system with national playoffs. A provincial elimination scheme was decided upon, and no club would be called upon to play more than two series or four games in defense of the Allen Cup. Various branches would be set up that teams could be part of in order to play for the Cup. The Saskatoon Daily Star would report, quote, The formation of the new body which will govern the recognized amateur hockey in the Dominion was brought about on an all-day discussion, during which a constitution was adopted, bylaws drafted, and important progress made towards the task of amending the Allen Cup rules in such a way as to make them satisfactory to all concerned. Many legendary hockey players would get their starts in these early years playing on amateur teams. In 1915, the Winnipeg Monarchs won the Allen Cup with the help of Hockey Hall of Famers Dick Irvin and Fred Maxwell. In 1918, George Hainsworth would win the Allen Cup with the Kitchener Greenshirts. Hainsworth would go on to be inducted into the Hockey Hall of Fame in 1961 after winning two Stanley Cups and three Vezina trophies. In 1916, during the First World War, many battalions would form hockey teams. The Winnipeg 61st Battalion, led by future Hall of Famer player Bullet Joe Simpson, who is also the subject of an episode in two weeks, won the Allen Cup. Another military team would come near to capturing the Allen Cup in 1918, when the Kitchener Greenshirts defeated the Winnipeg Ypres. In 1920, teams that won the Allen Cup would represent Canada in amateur play at the Olympics and World Championships, which were typically dominated by Canadian teams for the first three decades. Profits from the Allen Cup games were then used to fund a national team for the country. The first team to go overseas after winning the Allen Cup were the Winnipeg Falcons, led by Frank Fredrickson, who would eventually find his way into the Hockey Hall of Fame. The Edmonton Journal reported, quote, The Allen Cup goes west after an absence of three years, and judging by the ability of the new holders, it may be a long time before it comes back again, end quote. In the 1920 Summer Olympics, where hockey first appeared prior to the first Winter Olympics in 1924, the Winnipeg Monarchs cruised to victory, capturing a gold medal, while Fredrickson had 12 goals in only three games. On that team, eight players made the journey to Belgium for the Olympics. Of those eight players, three would make it to the NHL. In 1924, the Toronto Granites would represent Canada at the Olympics after winning the 1922 and 1923 Allen Cups. Like with the previous Olympics, the Canadian teams bulldozed through the competition, scoring an astonishing 110 goals in five games and only allowing three goals. Harry Watson led Canada with 36 goals, while Hooley Smith had 18 goals. Both men would wind up in the Hockey Hall of Fame. Originally, challenges were one game only, then two games, and in 1925 they became a best-of-three series. In 1928, the Cup was officially turned over to the Canadian Amateur Hockey Association by the trustees of the Allen Cup. In 1933, the Moncton Hawks became the first team from the Maritimes to win the Allen Cup, thanks to two shutout victories over the Saskatoon Quakers. At the Allen Cup series, a man named Clarence Campbell would serve as one of the officials, and he would go on to serve as the president of the National Hockey League from 1946 to 1977. The Victoria Daily Times would report, quote, A happy crew of hockey-tired warriors prepared today to journey back to their home in the Maritimes with the Allen Cup. The historic mug goes east with the Moncton Hawks, the greatest hockey team ever developed in the far eastern provinces, who climaxed a bitter struggle for the Dominion title yesterday evening with a 2-0 victory over the Saskatoon Quakers. End quote. Apart from 1936, Allen Cup winners continued their dominance at the Olympics. It was in 1936 that the Canadian team lost one game. Unfortunately, that loss gave Great Britain the gold medal. 
although Great Britain's team was made up mostly of Canadians. In 1938, the Trail Smoke Eaters won the Allen Cup over the Cornwall Flyers, led by Johnny McCready, who would go on to win two Stanley Cups with the Toronto Maple Leafs. The Smoke Eaters would win the 1939 World Hockey Championships in Switzerland, sweeping the entire tournament and scoring 42 goals in eight games while allowing only one. With the Smoke Eaters was Joe Benoit, a Métis man who would become one of the first Indigenous players to ever play in the NHL. In 1945, the Allen Cup was cancelled for the first time due to the reluctance of travel due to wartime conditions and many of the players choosing to work instead of play hockey. Since 1909, the Allen Cup has been won by every single province. Ontario has won the trophy more than anyone else by far, 50 times, with Manitoba being the next closest with 12. British Columbia won 11 times and Quebec won 9 times. Thunder Bay has won the Allen Cup more than any other community with 10 wins. In 1984, the Allen Cup was replaced by the Memorial Cup as the top trophy for amateur teams in Canada, and today the Allen Cup is awarded to the top senior AAA team in Canada instead. Today, the original Allen Cup sits in the Hockey Hall of Fame and a replica is awarded to the champions. The trophy has also been won seven times by American teams. The Spokane Jets would win in 1970, 1972, 1976 and 1980, while the War Road Lakers won it three times in a row from 1994 to 1996, something no other team has accomplished in Allen Cup play. Only one player has ever won the Memorial Cup, Stanley Cup and Allen Cup while still being junior hockey eligible. That person was Danny Lewicki. Born in 1931 in Port Arthur, he would lead the Thunder Bay Junior Hockey League with 19 points in the regular season and 12 in the playoffs. He was then loaned to the Port Arthur West End Bruins, who won the Memorial Cup in 1948. After the win, the Toronto Maple Leafs bought the rights to Lewicki for a record price of $35,000. After his season with the Toronto Marlboros, Lewicki then played for the Marlboros senior team, which won the Allen Cup in 1950. That same year, he joined the NHL, helping the Toronto Maple Leafs to win the Stanley Cup. By the age of 20, he had won all three trophies. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic, the tournament was cancelled in 2020 and 2021, marking only the second and third time this has happened in the trophy's history. I hope you enjoyed that episode and my look at the Allen Cup and its history. If you did, please leave a rating and review. Next week, we're looking at the one-eyed wonder himself, Frank McGee. If you like, you can email me at craig at canadaehx.com. You can find me on Twitter. My handle is Craig Baird, C-R-A-I-G-B-A-I-R-D, and I'm on Instagram at Bairdo37. As well, again, if you want to support the podcast, you can for as little as $3 a month. Just go to patreon.com slash canadaehx. And you can donate to the podcast by going to canadaehx.com and clicking donate. I'd also like to thank all of my wonderful patrons, and I apologize if I get any names incorrect. Vobs, Robert Page, Richard D., Colin Johnson, Katie Caldwell, Jeff Hershey, Kyle Murray, Steve Pakin, Matthew Gartho, Lionel Romaine, Dr. Bob Turner, an anonymous patron that I truly do appreciate, Randy Hayden, Doug Campbell, Reg W., Deborah Carlson, Francis Helbling, Nick Zinri, Shannon Marshall, Clinton Martinez, Dimitri Chauve, Aaron O'Hara Myers, Robert Dunseith, Todd Casey, Catherine Rawa, Luke S., J.P. Bear, Jason Hall, Phil Maynard, and Iris Gray. Information from Canadian Encyclopedia, Hockey League History, Hockey Hall of Fame, Wikipedia, McLean's, Habs Eye on the Prize, Hockey Central, The Chronicle Journal, Puck Struck, Bus League Hockey, 
SIHR Hockey, Montreal Gazette, Winnipeg Tribune, Saskatoon Daily Star, and Hockey Canada. Thanks, and we'll see you again next time. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.